0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. I'm John Hassel. I'm Stuart Beard. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the M73. Yes, sir. that's right. The M73 has its own dedicated episode. What do you think about that, Stuart?
1: I, I think it's been a long time coming. It's a, it's a fairly important piece of the motorway system it in, was, in Glasgow. We've
0: never just spoken about it because we, we were looking through things to discuss. Yes. and We've had one for the 77, the 74, but not one just about the M73. And it is quite a short route. It is, but it's steeped in in a fair amount of
1: history, Um, and there's a lot to talk about there in terms of its origins and how Mm -hmm. it came to be, and how it's closely associated with the M74 and the A80 in particular, Um, so we'll we'll cover that, Uh, but as you say, it's not one we've really looked at in any depth before. Which is interesting
0: considering it does a lot of heavy lifting.
1: Yeah, it does, and it's become more important in the last 10 years or so as other pieces of the puzzle have been finished, Uh, and a lot of people ask about the M73, so you know, I thought, let's do it, let's, let's break it down in some detail, give people the answers they're looking for. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a pretty interesting discussion. We
0: have had some questions through about it as well. So, you we know, have. once we cover the, the main body of, of the 73, we'll be looking to yep. answer your questions. Uh, after that, we will give you an update on things that are happening with the website.
1: Indeed, we will. Indeed, we will. They? Yeah, so, okay, John, so kick us off. The M73, mm-hmm. Um, from your research on the M73, what's people's general views on it?
0: From from research yeah. it. okay um i have found a few opinions that mm-hmm. people have made but uh, not not folk who are, are are really based in scotland or use it but okay. they come and see it right and well, uh, people come and visit
1: the m73 come, M- <laughs> come and visit scotland wow. and find
0: themselves ah, having I, having a look at it
1: i thought you meant people were coming on holiday just to see the m73 which is <laughs> i think that's beyond even what we would consider
0: people are always quite impressed by uh, maryville Mm-hmm. Uh and, and Bayless and interchanges. Yes. Okay. Well two of
1: the most impressive interchanges on the Scottish Motorway system. Absolutely. these uh, uh, is our the
0: biggest. Yeah.
1: Located a mile apart. You okay. know. Uh, yes, there is there's a lot to say. There is a lot to say in the M seventy three. So John, I'm gonna start this off then by discussing the origins of the route because I want people think they know all about the M seventy three and where it came from, but they don't really.
0: Well, I am ghost You you asked me to give you an opinion on what some people had been saying yep. about the 73. And just before you start, I've got an excerpt here from a website, uh, Pathetic Motorways. Oh yeah. Okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Stephen runs his site. It's a fantastic website, and yep. it goes into some of the more obscure motorways in, in the United Kingdom. And uh, he's got, at the top of the page, it says here, M73 Maryville to Mullinsburn. Overblown slip road or very important link. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this article. But he goes in there to, to look at it because it's a very short road. And also the numbering of the M73 compared to where the A73 is creates an oh, anomaly as such. And we, we will address goodness that.
1: Goodness sake, not that old chestnut. Yeah, yep. I'm going but to address he that. He does say
0: that the M73 goes from nowhere to nowhere.
1: Uh, no, I, I I would politely disagree with that statement yeah. as well. Um so. It goes from somewhere very important to somewhere equally important. If you know you're heading... Um, northwards or southwards uh, on the motorway system so no I, I will challenge that assumption as well
0: but he does rebuke himself and he does allude to the fact that it does obviously connect the m74 with the m8 and the m80 therefore providing kind of like an eastern bypass of glasgow and so, a connector road. so he's trying to take an objective look at it yeah but he does have some confusion about why it's numbered m73 we will deal Because we that. still have an A70. Yeah,
1: of course we do, but we still have an, an A74, we still have an A8, we still do. have an E80. We, we'll deal with this. Right. We're going to make this problem go away once and for all.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Uh, right, I'll put this down, and if you you can tell us about the history then. Yes.
1: Okay, Doki. Okay. So the origins of the M73 then really come about from the findings of the Abercrombie report of the late 1940s. So people who, who are regular listeners will remember we've spoken before about Patrick Abercrombie, the renowned. Uh, planner um, who, who was asked by the Scottish Office and Scottish Development Department to devise a Clyde Valley regional plan. Um, and his work kicked off in the mid 1940s. Mm. It ran alongside the Bruce Plan in Glasgow.
0: And Abercrombie also proposed the new towns, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did. So he was the first to say, let's go to Cumbernauld, let's go to East Cobride, let's right. go to all these places in the Glasgow area, certainly, um, you know, to, to sort of a outline where our new towns should be and what the priorities should be. So, as part of his Clyde Valley Regional Plan, which, uh, as I say, was reported in the late 1940s, he specifically looked at the upgrading of the road system. Now, he didn't do this in isolation. He was working closely with the county councils, in this case, Lanark County Council. Mm -hmm. And they also had the stated objective to upgrade the roads and provide new routes. The the main issue in Lanarkshire at that time was that the, the two main trunk roads, so the A74 and the A73, For north to south traffic, say. Uh, They each went through the main urban centres of central Lanarkshire. Uh, In case of the M74, or they saw the A74, it was going through Lark Hall, Hamilton, Boville, Uddingston. In the case of the A73, Lanark, Curlouk, New Mainz, Newhouse, Airdrie, and eventually Cumbernauld. So both these routes were going through fairly urban areas. They were slow moving at times as heavy goods traffic increased in particular. And there was a desire there to replace these roads with high quality alternatives. Yeah. Okay. So as we're, again as we've spoken about before, uh, the Clyde Valley proposals were accepted in principle by the Scottish Office, but there was little progress made during the 1950s for a variety of reasons. The funding you know, probably funding not being issues, available. being able to pin down exact routes, then the change of uh, responsibility for roads in 1956. saw so roads uh, responsibility handed to the Scottish Office prior to that it was a reserved uh, Westminster issue or controlled mm-hmm. Westminster issue uh, through the Department of Transport. Mm-hmm. of the Ministry of Transport as it was at that time and after 1956 it all came to Edinburgh so it was uh, it wasn't devolved at that time it was just that the Scottish office took responsibility for it like they were already doing with law and, and, and education and health and yeah. these sorts of things being okay devolved. so 1960 comes along and uh, Baptiste and Morton are appointed by the Scottish office to study what the Requirement should be for upgraded roads in the Lanarkshire area. Now the primary focus of that was for a bypass of Hamilton and Uddingston and and Lark Hall and that obviously became the M74. Mm -hmm. But in their work it became clear, and as Abercrombie had found 15 years prior, it was obvious that they needed to provide not just an alternative for north to south traffic into Glasgow but also for traffic that was going to head further north towards Stirling or Perth or the Highlands or beyond
0: rather than it going into Glasgow and back yes. out again.
1: And obviously Lanark County Council fed into that by saying, you know, we really need to do something with the A73. Now, up to that time, the A73 had had some localised improvements. Some sections of dual carriageway had been provided, uh, mostly on safety grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there was a section just to the north of New Mains where it had been realigned uh, to bypass an old narrow bridge. That was provided as dual carriageway as well. And obviously it was a stated ambition of the Cumbernauld-Newtown <coughs> mm-hmm. Corporation, that there would be a dual carriageway section of A73 bypassing the new town of Cumbernauld. At that time, the A73 sort of uh, snaked through the, the sort you of know, a rural that, area to the south of what is now Cumbernauld, eventually coming out, uh, and quite near Castle Kerry, actually. Yep. Um, so they, they knew they had to bypass that because they were going to be building all these new houses and facilities in Cumbernauld. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of gives you an overview of what's happening with the A73. So Mabti comes back and said, yeah, you're going to have to build a motorway and you're going to bypass Hamilton uh, to the north and you're going to run, you know, in the Clyde Valley. Uh, And what we're going to do is to solve your A73 problem, but also to provide you with a high quality link to the north. Mm -hmm. We're going to extend the M74 northwards from Maryville Mm -hmm. and we're going to provide another motorway that actually provides a connection with three major routes in the space of only a few miles.
0: And those three major routes would be, of course, the 74 in yep. the south.
1: So you'd have the M74 in the south. Right. It would then connect with the E 8 M8 at mm-hmm. And it would then connect with the A80, as it was at that
0: time, at Mullinsburn. Mm. Because the A80 dual carriageway at the top, I mean, that was built in the that early sixties. Well. So again,
1: they had this ambition that the A80 was going to be upgraded to full dual carriageway. Mm-hmm. So they knew as well that they had a good high quality dual carriageway in the north. We had the M74 in the south and obviously they were going to be providing an M8 Mm -hmm. across the city from Glasgow towards Edinburgh through Bayliston as well. So although it was going to be a 8 initially, it was going to eventually become M8. And Mm -hmm. as we know, that would be when the Monkland motorway was completed and the sections from Bailaston to Newhouse as well. Now the Bailaston to Newhouse section of a 8 had been upgraded to dual carriageway in 1961-62. So that route was already there. So when you think about it, by the time by the time Bab looking at this, it was already committed to that the A eight would be an M eight and would be dual carriageway at that location, and that the A eighty would be the same. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. You know, you're thinking, okay, what can we do here? And you're, you're also, in theory, you're looking to provide a bypass of Glasgow as well. Because at that time they had the C ring road that was also policy. Uh, and that was supposed to come from the East Kilbride area, round from Harlot and Paisley, all the way around the south and east of the city, and then link into this corridor here. So it kind of made sense. Well, you know, let's put the motorway there,
0: mm-hmm. and For, that's form a kind of an orbital. Yeah,
1: basically form a bit of an orbital. So let's address this issue about the numbering first. Okay. Okay. So everything I've just told you there. Mm-hmm justifies it being numbered m73 what, because, because it, basically in the, in the historic times traffic coming north on the a74 that was heading to perth or Stirling or beyond right. would have come off the a74 abington and followed the a73 trunk road
0: as it was then because was it no was m73. to the north mm-hmm.
1: and it was signed as such
0: Okay. okay, it was signed. So they search. never went further north towards no. Glasgow than that. You, They'd come off there yeah. and they'd go, right,
1: we're you, going You wouldn't follow the substandard A74 through all the urban Lanarkshire centre. Uh, To then have to try and sneak up the A752 up to Muirhead and then join a bit of A80 that was then disjoined at that time from you know to go north. So the sensible route at that time was A74, A73, and then the existing A80 from Castle Mm -hmm. Carey Northwards. Okay, so if you're a planner and you're in the Scottish Development Department or at BABT, you're thinking, okay, right. So we've got the M74 replacing the A74, nice and sensible, continues roughly in the same corridor, Mm -hmm. but we want to emphasise to to hauliers and lorry drivers and people just travelling north that the A73 has also been replaced by a new high-quality route. You know what? Let's give it the M73 number. But not have it near it. Not have it near it, but doing the same thing. And that gives us continuity of route numbers. So people knew immediately the M74 is an upgrade of the A74. The M73 is obviously an upgrade of the A73. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it was. But you can see how people have become confused by this. Why should the distance between two routes dictate what number it gets? There's no logic to that whatsoever. The M73... Mm fulfills exactly the same role as the a73 mm-hmm.
0: and in Strategi- some ways, strategically yes strategically you're right. yes yeah. now
1: motorways are for st- strategic traffic yeah they didn't build the m73 remote to the a73 and people making local journeys in the a73 were suddenly going to be affected
0: by that nothing no, to do with that that's right it was all to do with strategic but traffic people have seen that as an outlier to the case because most of the time when motorways are built, they are close to the A roads they replace.
1: There's nothing written in law that states no, that a isn't. new motorway there has isn't. to but have perhaps. the number of uh, uh, an adjacent route, for example. Yeah. And in Scotland, it's always been the case that the number of the motorway uh, is the number that it replaces. So in the case yeah. of the M73, A73, M74, A74, M8, yeah. A8, M80, A80, A90, M90. But where people have got confused is
0: just the distance. But you have yeah. you have rationalised it. Yeah. You've said, That's it's why, nothing why to do with that. the distance and the all dis- about the route that it goes through and where it connects this is a contentious issue uh, in, in some discussion forums, I know, like on Sabre, and yeah. I've just said there on Pathetic Motorways, but yeah. I hope what you've said there can of puts issue. it to bed. It's
1: a complete yeah. non-issue. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's local to this area and who knows the E 73 in the areas that it and travels you are through, a Lanarkshire man. I am a Lanarkshire man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I know people who were driving on the roads in the 60s when the new road came along, and they knew immediately that M73 meant, oh, that mm-hmm. takes me the same place that the E 73 used to. You know, but, and that's why we provided service areas at Hamilton, yeah. and eventually at bovo as well, because they knew that the truckers, for example, going north, they would then provide a rest area for them, because obviously coming off the E seventy three, where there would have been truck stops and various things going north, and there are still some there. Um, they were trying to encourage these guys to stay on. And actually, if you think about it, even at peak times, it will be quicker to remain on the M74 and go mm-hmm. via the M73 and the M80 than it would be now to go via the A73
0: oh, yeah, between the two. Kind of state through
1: all, all those rural substandard you know, routes yeah. through South Lanarkshire and then eventually North Lanarkshire. So I, I there's this common misconception that, that because the M73 is like 25 miles away from where the A73 was, possibly further, that it some, should, have, that, some that it should have some other number what number would you call it M752 that's the only other route <laughs> in that corridor that, that you know that would have I'd Mack. like that yeah and yeah, then even then the, the 752 a mm-hmm. again as a, as a as a former important route in Lanarkshire for north to yeah. south traffic through central Lanarkshire and eastern Glasgow was more of a link for Kirk to Muirhead um, you know yeah. to the east end of Glasgow Maybe give it some other on.
0: number people would just complain further Exactly. But there's another thing that we have discussed before and I've I've always called it the Glasgow bypass um Oh, Glasgow's eastern bypass, but you, you often call it a Lanarkshire bypass.
1: It's a Lanarkshire bypass, primarily to me, to, to people from the south. Bear in mind, the M73 is primarily for traffic going north to south. Yeah. Okay. Um, It was built, in my opinion, as a bypass of Lanarkshire, mm-hmm. rather than a bypass of Glasgow, because it's actually quite difficult to let's, let's put ourselves back in 1968, 1970, mm-hmm. it's actually quite difficult to bypass Glasgow using the M73 without the M74 completion, And at that time, without the M8 Monkland motorway.
0: Yeah. So so, for the first good
1: few years of its operation, it was bypassing Lanarkshire. It wasn't bypassing Glasgow at all. Now, through various other changes that have been made to the system, and had the C-ring come along, which was ultimately scrapped by the GGTS. It would have become a component of that, Then it would have been a bypass of both. Mm -hmm. But my opinion is, first and foremost, it remains a bypass of Lanarkshire. For all the reasons i, I But I, it still
0: serves as a bypass of Glasgow. It does, I suppose, yes. And, and and it has
1: become more important in that respect since the completion of the M74 mm-hmm. because now if people are coming south in the M80 and they're heading west into Glasgow or beyond
0: yeah, they can and they find
1: out that there's congestion on the M8 at Proven or through the Ring Road section, mm-hmm. they can take the M73 and then the M74 and go of north course. from there and bypass completely. So yes, it has adapted yeah, that, I mean,
0: it's funny you just mentioned that. I've uh, that that's a, that's a movement I've made quite a lot. Yeah, you know, is to go through yeah. and, that, and, that and
1: and and I smart. think going forward, that's likely a movement that's going to be encouraged more, mm-hmm. because as Glasgow City Council uh, seek to make changes to traffic going through the city centre, oh, yeah. um, it's likely that there will be more emphasis on the signage, uh, pointing drivers from west of Glasgow who are heading north to travel via the M74 and the M73 mm. rather than the M80, um, you know, from Providence. Yeah. So um, just
0: watch this space, uh, yeah. because those roads will get busier. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so taking us back to the to those times then, so back to nineteen sixty nine slightly earlier than that actually when, when the m74 has all been approved and we get stage one of the hamilton bypass in 1966 December.
0: because the 74 obviously came first
1: 74 came first yeah. m74 was always going to be first because the mm-hmm. priority was bypassing hamilton bob Oddingston because the traffic on the old a74 through there was horrific yeah. the condition of the old existing road was very poor and we recently came across some footage talking about the quality of the surface and on the A74 through Hamilton in particular. And there was a long-running battle between the County of Lanark, Hamilton, Borough and the Scottish Office about who was responsible mm-hmm. for the funding of the upgrade of that. Right, and ultimately the council had to soak it up and deal with it because the Scottish Office knew they were bypassing it and they would have the shiny new motorway. Mm-hmm. So there had been a long-running battle there. So the M74 was always the priority. And the M73, you, you can't really have the M73 without the M74, let's be honest.
0: No, you really would be going yeah. from nowhere to nowhere.
1: Yeah. So we have stage one of the M74 finished in December 66. Stage two was finished in two sections, up to Wraith in May 68, and eventually to Uddingston and Maryville in August 1968. Uh, and at that time, that then connected you back on to the uh, e 74 at Calder... Calder Bank. Mm-hmm. Not Calder Bank, the other one. Calder... Calderwood, Wood, where the zoo used to be. Calder Glen. <laughs> So, so right Calder. Here, yeah. I was worried you were going to There's, start saying
0: West Calder. Yeah, there are so there many Calders around here, yeah. where <laughs> Glasgow
1: Zoo used to be, and you were dumped on, uh, onto an at-grade connection yeah. there at that time. So I think it was originally intended that the M73 would come along not too long after the M74. However, there were one or two delays, and I think through our research, I think there might have been some land acquisition
0: mm-hmm.
1: problems, uh, particularly in the southern section. You know what that huge cutting is? You know, between Maryville and Bailston, there's a yeah. huge cut in there. I think there might have been some agricultural uh, issues and discussions that went on there that delayed things ever, it ever just, so slightly. Yeah,
0: I, I know the bit you're talking yeah. about. Yeah.
1: But ultimately, construction did eventually get underway in early 1969 uh, with a contract awarded to Balfour Beatty. Uh, the, design, uh, the designer on that section was Bapti as well. They continued in their role, which mm. they'd held in a number of Warwickshire uh, County schemes. Uh, they designed the M74, obviously, and the traffic studies that were required for that. So they, they also got the M73. Um, the the initial focus uh, really was in getting the section between the M74 and Bayliston completed. completed. Um, so they, they sort of prioritised that, and that came along in May of 1971. Um, that was uh, the first section of April 1971. And then that was then followed by the section north of Bayliston to Mullinsburn, and that came out a year later, just around about May 1972. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other issues that, that delayed slightly the, the completion of the northern section. It wasn't just a case of providing a new road. Um, they also had to provide a bypass of Gap Cosh, because the line of the motorway ran it through the A752 mm-hmm. uh, between uh, you know Coatbridge and Muirhead. So they had to bypass Gap Cosh to the west with an all-new road. Uh, so that was all built in advance.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, you also had the canal. You yep. also had railways and things that were going elsewhere. So exactly. that's difficult. You know?
1: Exactly. Yes. Uh, and there's was, there was one or two other things, and I'm just going to bring up the information on that now.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, that's actually fine. I'm just thinking to myself about these these massive junctions and structures that we have. In it that there's actually a very very large structure between uh, Maryville. And Ballochton, which is the North Calder Water. Yes, the big structure. viaduct there. It's yeah, a large, large, huge viaduct. You viaduct. don't realise that so much when you're no. driving over it, but that is a, a massive structure that's along there.
1: It isn't from an engineering point of view, very impressive. Built in a way similar to Wraith Bridge, which is mm. where the Clyde goes under the M74 between box Wraith and, and Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, box girders that were launched um, from one end and pushed out across to the mm. other. Massive structure, very high, and yeah. uh, as you say, people don't often appreciate that. The, the, the Maryville slips, you know, everybody'll know the big slip road with the blue legs. The coat out, the coat hanger as it's called uh, by <laughs> some. Um, yep. that was completed as part of the M seventy four. So mm. that difficult aspect was all completed in advance. It made no sense opening a motorway and then having to the shut bits of it to put new bridges over the top.
0: Yeah. They, the M seventy three was already committed but to. But they it had, by that had point. another name for the seventy three. The seventy three has this name. Um at the time it was it was given a specific name. It was known as the Maryville the Pleak now. Link Road. Link Road, yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: that was the original uh, name. If you look at some of the original legal orders, uh, you'll see that's, that's what it was. But eventually sort of fell out of favour. Uh, Puicknow was basically built over, I think, that some of the housing at Moody's Burn now is built and over where now Farm was. It's a farm up it was a farm at Mullinsburn. At Mullinsburn. Yeah. Mullinsburn is obviously the closest sort of village to there, yeah. so the Mullinsburn name has stuck. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a connection, obviously, to the A80 made via Fork. Interchange something. Yeah, just a simple fork. Yep. Yeah, uh, at that time, mm-hmm. and that existed Ooh. for far longer than it was ever anticipated it was going. To.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because they they intended uh, at the top, although it was connecting with the A80 dual carriageway at the time, they they wanted to to have it connect with the M80. But it took a long time for that to come along. I mean, it wasn't until what twenty eleven when we got. Yeah,
1: that. exactly. Yeah. Um. Now, what was talking about some of the other difficulties in the section between Balingston and Mullinsburn, and. Uh, so a, between two and three. Between two and three, junctions two and three. And a regular follower of ours, and a, and a guy we speak to quite often, um, Jim Watson, um, mm-hmm. had sent in some information about the, the route of the M73 that I had never heard bef- heard of be- before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was about a railway line that existed in the Girtkosch area, quite close to where the steelworks s- was. I did see this. Was, yeah. yeah, And I, apparently there's a section of the M73s actually built over where the railway line used to be. And they built a, a cord on the existing railway to replace a section that was actually built over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was news to me. That was fascinating. It's great that even after all these years of doing it's this a, research... It's what we call a snippet. Yeah, that is a good snippet. You, you yeah. can still come across uh, some of these findings. And Jim actually sent us a couple of photos of the, the old line um, mm-hmm. w- with some some old trains and things actually on it as they're lifting it. And it's, it's fascinating stuff. So, Jim, thank you very much for that. Yeah,
0: this is the kind of thing we want, guys. So when we're talking about stuff, if you know anyone that's worked on these things get them to get in touch
1: so i'll just read i'll read you a wee bit of what jim says in, in his email just to give people some background because there will be other people in the larnockshire area who they'll know that there was the gut kosh steelworks that sat just next to where junction 2a is now and yep. was there for many years and it was an important thing and there are railways still operational in the area got kosh station opened again maybe about 20 years ago and there's a huge parking ride facility there yeah um so what, what jim says is um do do he says, "Yeah, the construction of the M73 severed the still operational former Monkland to Kirkintilloch railway, which was actually the first railway in Britain to have the right to operate locomotives in its Act of Parliament at Bedley. Uh, at the time of construction, the railway had been cut back to between Bedley signal box and Ave, is that, Avenue Head, mm-hmm. Avenue Head level crossing, uh, which was serving the National Coal Board exchange sidings uh, for Bedley Colliery. Coal from here was transported by rail to Ravenscraig Steelworks, and this." Continued until Bedley Shot in 1981, as part of the motorway construction works, a new cord railway line, was constructed, including um, what does that say? Yep, yeah, was constructed, including a, a trainman-operated level crossing over Drumkeval Road, mm-hmm. to join with the National Cobord line at Wackett Hill Farm level crossing, and the last train over the original alignment ran on Saturday, the 18th of October 1969 which was a special organised uh, by the Railway Society of Scotland. So there you go. Uh, the new cord opened on the 20, 20th of October, 1969. Uh, and Jim assumes that the last coal train probably ran on the 17th of October um, and from the 18th on the new cord. Yeah. So there you go. So... He it says he's it included some photos of the uh, of the earth moving that was that was going on at that time. So ah, that's fascinating,
0: fascinating stuff. And you've done very well there reading that at that incredibly <laughs> awkward <laughs> angle from the computer. I should I was, have printed that. off. You've got your, you've got your back to it. That's the problem. But you somehow <laughs> were able to do that while talking. So but.
1: fascinating stuff. Th- yeah. That whole the whole character of that area has changed massively in the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. You know, it was all there were a lot of collieries as we across Lanarkshire, You had the steelworks. Mm-hmm. You had all the farms. Where, all gone. It's all housing. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know. So that. Again, goes to explain a bit why the northern section was a, a year later. Uh, the there was the some yeah. there. No, and, and were some difficulties
0: there.
1: And to correct so. what I said earlier, it was April 1972 for that section and May 1971 for the southern section. Mm. Now, where first? Bailston. Yes, yeah, so Bailston interchange at that time. So they knew by this point, because they had been talking and Babty had been talking to Scott Wilson, Kirkpatrick in Glasgow and Glasgow Corporation to ensure that what they were proposing in Lanarkshire ultimately tied in with Glasgow's highway proposals and the other authorities around about, okay? Mm -hmm. So they ensured that what was going to be proposed in the highway plan would link in with their proposals. And speaking to guys like John Cullen in Glasgow, they saw that the M8 Monkland motorway was coming along and was going to terminate somewhere in the Beelstein area to tie in with the existing A8 that had been upgraded. So combining forces, they were able to come up with a proposal where the Monkland motorway would run to the Glasgow city boundary, which you can see today where the, where the railway bridge is yep. between Junction 8 and 9. A railway, and
0: railway underbridge.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah railway underbridge. And at the Scottish office would then carry this route further. They would take it from Glasgow's boundary and link in with a dual carriageway that had just
0: been completed at Birgedi. And this is the lowest level of the, um, it, well, what is now of the, the M8. the interchange, that yeah. yeah. goes underneath. It was actually the last bit to be built. Yeah.
1: So, BAPT obviously got about designing <clears throat> an interchange that could handle all this traffic movement. Uh, and that resulted in the Bailston interchange that we have today. But we should state that for the first, say, seven or eight years of its existence, mm-hmm. all that existed at Bailston was the simple roundabout and the
0: slip roads on and off yes. the roundabout. And the 73 going above. And the 73 going above. But yeah. nothing going underneath. Nothing going apart, underneath. Apart from just the roundabout.
1: And certainly no high loop slip road coming from the M8 eastbound all the way around to the M73. None of that was there at that point. Yeah. Neither were connections to the A89. Uh, yeah. They came later, you know. The E eighty nine coming out of Burgery, none of that existed at that time either. So it was a very simple uh, connection, and we do have some photos of that on the website, yeah, and there will be a photos of that change. on the new website as well. Uh, you know, so if you if you're interested in seeing what Beelsden interchange looked like in its initial form, mm-hmm. uh, go on there and have a look.
0: It's funny looking back on those old photos. I remember some of them uh, that, that that we had there. Uh, they it looked so barren and bare, and of course they'd done a huge amount of tree planting. They did. I mean Bellison, as I said, is the 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 largest by area interchange we have in Scotland. It's also the only interchange in Scotland we have that's over four levels yeah. of traffic. It's which, pretty impressive. Which is yeah, very, I mean, there very There's impressive. some
1: other wannabe junctions that are like it, like that one up the M90, uh, Craigend. Craigend, also what was designed you, by
0: Babty. You call that fake Bellison, do you? Fake, Belliston, fake yeah. Bellison. Fake yeah. Because it looks, it, it. although the junction is different, it's a different type of junction. Designed by Babty at the same time. It looks the same. You yeah. go and
1: look at the structures and there's something quite similar. Yeah, been, they have similar, similar characteristics. So, mm. that gets us to Austin. So north of Bayliston then. So Junction two E now exists at, at Gut Kosh. So Junction two E is not an original nope. feature. No. It, this it isn't. Um, and it only opened in nineteen ninety nine, following a contract by R G McLeod to construct that. Why? Um, funnily enough, Babty designed that as well. Yeah, this wasn't for housing, was it? It was for... It was um, primarily to access the old steelworks site that was being opened up for industrial development. That's right. Yeah. It was some kind of gateway project. That's right. Yeah. And we had the parking ride come along a few years later and now the crime, national crime body or whatever they are, they're based in there and there's talk that the Monklands Hospital replacement may also go to that site as well. Yeah. They're considering two or three sites and that's one of them. Um, So that that's also been looked at. But... Did you know
0: okay.
1: calls for a junction at Gertkosch were happening as early as 1972? So the motorway had just opened and people were already saying, we need a junction here. Now, the A752 remained a very busy route and because there were no connections to and from the motorway, people were still using it. So to people in like got Kosh,
0: Glen and all these that's kind of right. places. That, so. They had no
1: connection. And some paperwork that we recently unearthed discussing the original proposal to upgrade the M8 or the E8, sorry, between Bales and Newhouse to Motorway mm-hmm. actually has some justification in there for providing a junction at Kosh at the expense of providing one at Bergedi or Drum Park, depending yeah. on what you want to call it. Uh, and there was some arguments between the the Lanark County Council and the Scottish Office about what was considered more appropriate the junction at Bargery or the junction at Kirkcosh. Now, ultimately, I would just say both. Yeah, well, we know you would say that. <laughs> you know what you're like, uh, ultimately, Kirkcosh won out, and yeah. the the proposal to upgrade the motorway took far longer to get off the ground, as we've discussed many times. <clears throat> you know, being what 2017 before that was actually finished. Uh, mm. In the end, up so,
0: um, and and it, well, the junction Bargery won out. So to Bargeti had the junction, but Kosh then came, of course. Yeah, NATO.
1: but Bugatti doesn't have a junction on the new M8. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but so, it had one on the A8. But then the E
0: is still there, and at that time yeah. the A8 wasn't going to be there. So yeah, clear as mud. It, absolutely. So uh, there's this 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 junction, open nine to nine But um, something new happened in that area only a couple of years ago. There was a new link road. It was built by Interserve. Um, and I think it opened, yeah, it opened about two years ago, yeah. which actually is the Glen the link road. Yeah. So that means that people who were in Glen Boyk, who previously had to go down through Gartkosch and then join the motorway. And through
1: a very kind of sneaky, rural, they did. Road, they yeah. can
0: now directly join onto that yeah. side of the junction. Through then. that old
1: Gartkosch so, uh, steelworks works. I mean, 2A yeah.
0: to me, I mean, I've done quite a lot of work up at 2A, uh, you know, in the, in the line of my career, but it was never that busy. You know, it, it, to me, it was just a kind of like a local junction there. I mean, it's a, it's a dumbbell yeah. that sits there. That will no, change
1: if uh, the, all the new housing cost that's goes what ahead plus say, the rope It's, it's good
0: to have it. Now, yeah. You know? yeah.
1: The, uh, some other interesting facts and figures in. The, the original project to build the road cost £11 million, mm-hmm. which is just about £110 million or so now. Um, we had dual three-lane motorway at the southern end between Maryville and Bailiston. With our shoulders? With our shoulders. And we had dual two-lane motorway with our shoulders between Bailiston and Monsburn. and that more or less remains the situation now. An additional lane was added uh, on the southern section between junctions one and two uh, as part of the upgrade of the M8 and various other parts in Lancashire. So that's now dual four-lane motorway. Mm -hmm. And that's more to accommodate weaving movements of traffic because, as we mentioned earlier, there's way more traffic using that section than ever did before because the M74 is completed two reasons. Yeah, the 74 completion and also the completion of the M8 as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, And it was found, I think, in the traffic studies in the early 2000s that by completing the M8 and the M74 and the M80, more people were going to come onto yeah. that section it's and very
0: it. very busy um doesn't snarl up though i find it generally not does anymore work. it doesn't since the upgrade it, it doesn't yeah you, yeah do you remember when the works were going on there yes. and it was horrendous it was indeed absolutely horrendous the only kind of weak chink in all the the chink in the armor as i say of all of that thing is is coming from the m8 um you still have to yield at a roundabout yeah. if you're going westbound you have to go up onto bayless and then on to 73 it'd be nice if that That, could that could have been free flow but that free flow link would have made all the difference the high loop is is the the issue there yeah again you'd have to connect onto that and then get across you're
1: right so 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 i the last time i checked the traffic statistics i believe there was somewhere in the region of a 30 to 40 percent increase in the amount of traffic using the m73 between 2008 and 2018 yeah. So as all these various bits of the motorway puzzle were completed roundabout, the M73 became much busier. Mm-hmm. I remember years people ago... people use
0: it to dodge the m Yep. Yeah. I
1: remember years ago working on the M73 and, and we had like off-peak works going on on the motorway. Very quiet after 9.30 in the morning. Very little traffic. You always had a high proportion of heavy goods vehicles for obvious reasons. bypass the A73. Main yeah. traffic north. Um, but it was never particularly busy. Now, the M73 is as busy as the mm-hmm. M77, the M80... Uh, and any of the other roads, the other dual two-lane motorways around about I M mean, eight between you know Edinburgh and, and Newhouse. Yeah. You know it's it's just as busy these days, and and I do wonder how how the next five ten years will, will go okay. with that. You know, will will it become over capacity potentially. I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting we'll to, to see. see.
0: Yeah. We'll it will see.
1: be interesting to see.
0: But so I I. It brings us to section kind of north then. Two is just dual two lane yeah. as you say hasn't really changed much apart from got cost junction and yeah. some gantries being and added. I suppose
1: we did get the full access junction when the new M80 came along um, at junction Four.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, you can now go off the M73 and then the top, go back south yeah. again on the E 80 which you couldn't do before. You can go to Kirk and, and other things. So, it kind of takes. I, a-
0: I like the arrangement that they've done up yeah. there. So, yeah, it was a simple fork before, but they've mm-hmm. tied it in with the local roads yeah. quite well. So you
1: can access, you know, uh, like Moody's Burn, where there's been a lot more housing built over the years. You know, as as, as the suburban belt has mm-hmm. has grown bigger and bigger. Obviously, the the needs of these roads have changed and adapted to suit that. And the m mm-hmm. c is probably a good example of that. So Junction Two A. And the amended layer at the top. So am I? Am I selling this? Am I? Am I convincing everybody that the M73 is actually quite an important route in the whole
0: setup? Well, it, setup it, it of is important because, because what, what what other motorways do we have in Scotland that really connect to connect three, three motorways others. together in this short space of time? In sort of a short space of distance. Yeah. Um, None. Not really, really none, you know. No. I'm just trying to think to myself, it is a very, very important route. You'd have um said to me before, but you have noticed a, a massive increase in traffic in yeah. fairness on the northern sections oh, as yes. well because of the reasons that you said yes. earlier about the seventy four completion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It has become much more used um, in recent years, which I guess Do you just highlights that it's working. Do you know?
0: think, I mean, we, we've had discussions before about, uh, obviously it terminates at, at Maryville or starts at Maryville. Yeah. Uh, is there a possibility that that could be extended southwards? So we go well, and meet East Kilbride? Yeah,
1: I, and and even as recently as 2008, South Lanarkshire uh, Council had been lobbying uh, the Scottish Government to provide a link from Whirley's Roundabout to the M73. Uh, that was policy for a number of years. I and mean, one of the things, uh, having spoken to John Cullen about this over the years, one of the things that annoyed him was that the Glasgow Highway Plan had allowed for the C Ring Motorway to tie into the M seventy three, but Babti's ultimate design of that interchange didn't allow for an easy connection to it.
0: So, well, actually, you could.
1: You can. So it's you, not impossible, but the the interchange that they provided initially, initially yeah. doesn't allow for it easily.
0: The type of interchange that you'd want if you were extending the seventy three south. Yeah. You would build what. The, the stack interchange. Yeah. four-level stack, which is what you would have at uh, down south between like the M4 and the M25 and stuff like that. You would need to reconfigure the bridges for it to work. Yeah. It's not impossible, <clears> but you know, it, it's there. But the biggest challenge to putting a large interchange in there is actually not just, you've got a crematorium there, but you've also got the, the River Clyde.
1: Yeah. As you say, you would have to reconfigure the bridges. Well, John Mm -hmm. Collins' argument was they knew when they were designing this that they had a proposal for the C-ring and they just simply didn't it. It would have been good.
0: You know how the M1 connects to the M25. It's a four-level stack, but but misses out Mm -hmm. a a certain movement. It just flies over, yeah. Yeah, um, that's made in such a way that things can be added, so... Do yeah, it like that, so it's not impossible. I, I imagine that's disappeared. The, the upgrade no.
1: of Wraith has, has kind of dealt with the, the main issues in the A725. In fairness, Willy's roundabout has become quite busy again. Willy's um, well,
0: is, is the new Wraith, yeah. The is. Sheriff Hall of um, the west,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I don't see any any immediate plans for oh, that upgrades. horrible one.
0: Was it Nersden roundabout? Nersden, yeah.
1: It's always been a nightmare. There's so much going on in such a short distance. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's difficult, but a nice M seventy three connection from there across would wouldn't be a bad thing. Mm. Is it justified completely? I don't know.
0: You'd have to, the only thing that would would kill it for me is it would it would have to connect up properly with other parts of East Kilbride, so there'd need to be an upgrade of Stuartfield Way.
1: I, I think it would be lovely if if you had a continuation of the Glasgow Southern orbital a seven two six around the northwest of East Kilbride as a bypass, and then skirting down across down through Blantyre at the seven two four. And across and joining the M seventy three there, so that then in essence would become a an south and eastern bypass of Glasgow. Yeah, and it's something I'm, we don't have.
0: I'm really sorry, about, you know, Stuart, but that sounds far too sensible. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Things like that do not get built.
1: Yeah, you know, but it would be a good bypass of the city. Yeah, and if we're it going would to be go, oh, it would be brilliant. because there is a lot of traffic place. that comes from Ayrshire and goes north. And there's a lot of traffic that comes from Ayrshire that then goes south on the M74 as well because they don't like using the This, this A71. is the problem if
0: you're coming from Ayrshire, you either have to go through East Kilbride, yeah, you have to deal with the top of the 77, yeah, which is very busy, yep. or you're forced through the 7, 737, and yeah. then have or to go you use the rural
1: stuff. A71, yeah. Um, so Ayrshire to the south doesn't have a lot of good options, or Ayrshire no. to the north. Uh, you know sends you through the city as you say through East Kilbride so yeah that was something that had been looked at I believe in the past and that's probably why South our Council were so keen to get some connection across I think no. I think if you justify it as a, as a, on a regional basis like that there's more of a sell on it than if it's just a connection between East Kilbride and the M73 mm. I don't but think it does
0: sound be, too sensible yeah it wouldn't be built who knows who so, knows? Yes, that's it. Is there anything else to say about the 73, or, or are we ready to move on to some questions? I, uh, facts and figures.
1: I originally, it only had two sign gantries. Um, one oh, in the north, one minute. in the it south. It had concrete
0: gantries, didn't uh, it? Before
1: that, before all that. Originally, it had two to steel portal. Uh, frames uh, to guide people towards the M8 maelston and and the same at the south of Maryville. Right, okay. In 1984, they added a whole number of concrete gantries as in the attic's traffic information system was expanded and as part of the M74 extension to Thornton Road from Maryville. There were a number of changes made uh, for that, so those gantries came along, they're all now long gone, (laughs) and they've been replaced again with the new steel style uh, Mm -hmm. stacked gantries that we have uh, in use in parts of Scotland now. Mm Uh other features on the M seventy three, there aren't many, in fairness. You know there, there is an odd
0: many. one. Is you know it? the Monkland Canal used to go oh, through. Oh yes, and the M seventy three of course severed. The Monkland, Canal. the Monkland Canal. So the Monkland Canal of course is piped and not really there yeah. anymore. But there is an underpass on the M seventy three that serves nothing and does nothing. Yeah,
1: because the pipes run under there, yeah.
0: So the pipes are under access. it. But you don't see the pipes. No, they're below ground, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I had to, through work, I had to go to this uh, this strange little structure that doesn't do anything yeah. underneath. That very possibly maintains a right of way. A, that's what I was going to say. It yeah. is a right of way mm-hmm. that had to be. Which kept. is not used now, anyway. No, yeah. one end it's just stubbed up with trees, and the other end is full of trees.
1: Yeah. I Okay, I'm going to jump into a listener question first. Okay. Um, what have we got? So we had one from Stuart Hindmarsh uh, on Facebook. Uh, and he says when the M seventy three and M seventy four were joined at Maryville, there was a loop road built linking the A seven two one from Addington. Mm-hmm. This was demolished and, or repurposed in nineteen ninety four when the M seventy four was upgraded. Curious if anyone had any pictures of this, and also the reasons for its existence in the first place. Okay. Oh yes. This so is that, the loop. that
0: slip road was always a temporary thing. Um, See, wasn't there a case where people were disagreeing that this even existed, and then we yes, found the photos? Now yes. the only photos we have of this as Aerial Stuart, our, our aerial photos our aerial we don't have anything on the ground sir, so sure,
1: like. if you go back through our feed um, through the years you will see some aerial photos of Maryville that include that that slip road that uh, if you go road. on our
0: 74 pages there uh, yeah
1: it is, it's on there you're right the yeah. M74 page on the, on the website uh, um, you'll see it on there um It was always intended as a temporary connection because when the M74 was extended northwards, the A74 would go back to being the A74. So that loop basically took traffic, as you say yourself, coming north on the A721 from Huddingston. So because the motorway was interchanging with the A74 at grade, Yep. What they did was they provided this loop to fly traffic up and over and then connect it with the M74 as it came to an end on the, the left-hand side on the near side. It just made for an easier connection to the existing junction.
0: Yeah, it, would, it removed a conflict, but it was yeah. always meant to be temporary. It was it?
1: always meant to be temporary. It's described in the paper. There's a technical paper that we have uh, describing the uh, the construction of the M74 there, and it talks about that being a temporary connection.
0: One thing uh, uh, on the ground there, there is no evidence of that. No, there. none whatsoever. It's the, the very... None
1: whatsoever. They completely I, expunged And you know, something we should mention. Um, originally, at Maryville, there was no connection from the surface roads, A74, to the M73 northbound. That was changed in 1994 when they constructed the onslip from the A74 uh, just to the east of the Calder River, um, the North Calder. Uh, that was there, and then that was then closed again with the upgrade work and was moved back to the Lod- yeah. So that's where the slip road is now. So, yeah, originally there was no connection from the A74 to the northbound M73 uh, directly. And you could go via the M74, then the M73 slip road, mm-hmm. but because that was getting closed off, they, they had to amend that slightly. So that existed for a while. So that's all gone now. Aye. Okay. Another question. Okay. David Wright on Twitter asks... Uh, what did the team make of the positioning of the bridge and the gantry between the M seventy four and Junction two Northbound? So that's M seventy three yeah. here, M seventy three Northbound, just after the North Calder Viaduct. Given this was done fairly recently, would they have been better attaching the gantry signs to the bridge? No, we don't attach gantries to bridges anymore. It's not the done thing. It's a maintenance nightmare. I'll yeah. give you that. that the you Americans <laughs> love to do it. I can tell <laughs> they, you. I've seen they a lot of do. that. Yeah, yeah. We d- we don't do that here now at all, unless it's absolutely necessary. We just we avoid that like the plague. Um. Anyway. I know the point you're making. So the new farm accommodation bridge was built just south of Junction 2 and immediately north of it there's a sign gantry, which Mm -hmm. you can't really see in the approach. You can as you come under the bridge. That all comes down to the gantry standards and the positioning of where they need to be in relation to their junctions. And unfortunately, the position that gantry needed to be in places it just north of that bridge uh, for it to achieve the necessary standards. Uh, So to deviate from that quite considerably by moving it south of the bridge would probably have been a big ask. So that's yeah. why it's been left just north of it. I don't think it's completely invisible. You do see it. Do you know, um, it's
0: one of these things that if you're in a car, it might be okay, but it might be completely different if you're in an HGV based, yeah. on, based on the view and the position of the road. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. It's it's Yeah, it's one of these quirks uh, that mm-hmm. comes down to standards and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's the reason for that one. Uh, okay. Do we have any
0: others, John? Yeah, we do. Uh, Alan McPhail? There's oh, some yes. questions. Can mm-hmm. I can I ask these to you? Yeah, go uh, ahead. He says uh it's three if that's okay. Yeah. He says, number one, why are the gantries on the M eighty between Cumbernauld and Horns Hill lit westbound but not eastbound? Is it because they're reflective? They, no,
1: no, no. Right, so the gantries on the westbound M eighty or the southbound M eighty, South they bound, are yeah. connected to the ITS system. So they start just at Woolwood interchange and run all the way down the M eighty towards Glasgow. Uh, so they're in that M80 hybrid style, the Glasgow slash. The Glasgow gantry, yeah. 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 <clears throat> mm. <clears throat> they are lit. They're internally illuminated by LED signs. <clears throat> there are no ITS, Intelligent Transport System gantries, on the eastbound side or the northbound side, but there are a couple of portal frame advanced directional sign gantries. But they are lit. They have external uplighters. Mm-hmm. so I'm not quite sure.
0: I think he might be talking about the internal elimination.
1: Possibly, maybe yeah. that's that's what he's meaning, Alan, but no, they are, they are definitely let's just because um, they, the VMS signs aren't obviously, mm-hmm. um, they just get messages but yeah, I'm not quite sure on that one. If you give us more info, mm-hmm. uh, even some screen grabs or some from Google or whatever, we can answer that one for
0: you. Sure, his next question, I mean these aren't M73 questions, no, but that's we'll just, fine. We'll just that's surprise strange. you. Yeah. That's fine, he says um, Alan McPhail asks again, the, the junction from Govan Road Where it meets the Clyde Tunnel northbound looks like it was meant to be more as there is unused bits of road. Is this correct? Do you know what this is? Do you know when you're heading towards the Clyde Tunnel on the Clyde Tunnel um, South Approach Road? Yes. Uh, And you've got the hospital on the left. Yeah. There is a way you can come off that road there and it looks like there was a roundabout there. I
1: th- yeah it's just it's not it's not and it's never been it's never been no it's just got that kind of look to it hasn't it yeah it's like a teardrop or something no, 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 no it's not it's like, not a teardrop no. or
0: anything like that but i it, know exactly yeah. what he's talking about but and we did find out the reason for this and i can't remember off the top of my head i can't which know. is which is pretty it's, bad it's, i think this is something we, i need to go back and have a look yeah but they it, is it a new opening Booklet or something? It, there, it's it's somewhere, somewhere like in one that. of these things. But we, it, the funny thing is, I looked back at a photo of it when it was opened. Yeah, you know, and it's still like that. Just to say, know, yeah. yeah.
1: So probably never.
0: Well, not intended
1: to connect in because we know there weren't any other roads proposals. Yeah. Uh, in that in that uh, area, had I it been the junction south of that again, we would have said, oh, that was because of the Southlink Motorway. Was, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you know what, Alan? Um, it deserves a good answer, and we'll get that for you. Let's follow
1: up on that one. Um, when we do our next podcast, we'll. we'll we never get kind of stumped, hopefully, no.
0: but there you go. Okay, a f- third a final question. is: um, Do you think there is a need uh, or potential for any more big builds in Glasgow area other than the city deals? Well, we've just kind of spoken about one, didn't we?
1: Well, I suppose everybody always wants money to spend on, on projects. Um, in terms of road projects, I don't know. I, I, again, do we bypass the city to the north
0: or to the south, potentially? See, to be honest, it, at, at the moment and in the current climate we have, and, and the kind of transport policy yeah. environment that we exist in the only big road proposals that I can see happening at the moment that you could even remotely discuss without getting chased out of the town the with pitchforks would be bypasses south and north of the city yeah. does the, does Glasgow need this yes it absolutely does you know a northern orbital a uh, southern orbital that's the only ones I think that it really really needs at the moment I think as far as uh, construction of new urban motorways I, I think it's very no, difficult yeah. to do that now <clears throat> there's,
1: there's no justification <coughs> Excuse me, for, for, for any urban motorways, it, I think, in it, Glasgow now. It would be difficult Yeah, to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we never got the Mary Hill motorway, but you can't really build and, something and, like that and now listen, with a canal. And, and I, we make this point frequently, and we're yeah. going to make it again. As the last seven, eight months have shown, when traffic drops, even by a small proportion in Glasgow, the, the system, system works very well. Yeah. So all we have to do is get a few people out of their cars who don't need to be in them, mm-hmm. and the system would work
0: just fine as it is. But traffic will increase again as economic activity you know, pick, picks up again yes. and we do need to think about how we take this traffic out of glasgow and around it yeah. people going to Greenock, coming from perth do not need to to be going through the city
1: yeah no you know? i i think that's that's a good that's, point i think yeah. i
0: think that's one way to look at it as well so i think that's all the questions it is, uh, we, it is indeed. We, we have um, um
1: the only other thing i was going to add this this time was that we are still working away on the website uh and behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh we should be launching that Hopefully, just before Christmas. It will certainly be before the end of the year. Um, uh, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot more
0: mobile friendly as well. I mean, it I've is. been looking, I've been testing. You've be my test stuff. monkey.
1: Yep. Yeah. Trying, so
0: trying to break it.
1: Yep. So, and so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's coming. Uh, the Kingston Bridge celebration booklets, uh, which we, we we published in the summer as a PDF, we finally managed to get the printed copies of those. Obviously, that were mm-hmm. held up for for obvious reasons. They are now available. Uh, They will be getting made available through the website shortly. Um, They will be free, but -hmm. with a small postage charge. Uh, So watch out for those. The calendar is coming. Calendar's coming. Calendar's coming. Wall calendar is coming. There'll be more on that in the next episode. We've decided our
0: images, haven't we now? We have, yes, we have. I I, I Um, picked about 30 and you've whittled them. Yep,
1: exactly. (laughs) So it's going to be an A4 wall calendar, and anybody who buys a calendar will get a free copy of the Kingston booklet included with it
0: to this me a bargain bargain. bargain yeah we're like a charity now it's great exactly
1: okay uh, so that's all that's really happening for obvious reasons has not been a lot on the go should say uh, as we're recording this it's been confirmed that the kingston bridge has been listed by historic environment scotland that's fantastic news that's um, great news yes brilliant and news so it should be Glasgow. there shouldn't have been a debate about that no, one of glasgow's iconic 20th century structures still a crucial piece of infrastructure unique piece of engineering Testament to all the people who've been involved in its design construction, Mm. refurbishment and maintenance over the last 50 years. Uh, Wonderful news. Thank you to anybody who uh, actively pursued that with Historic Environment Scotland. I think it's it's, it's well, well deserved. Yes, I agree. Okay. Okay. So on that happy note then, that's us for another episode. Uh, You'll find all the episodes as usual on uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review. Uh, on Apple, if you if you're going on there and looking at us, uh, it's nice to get reviews and it makes Apple share us uh, with others. I would like to add, we also now distribute this podcast on YouTube. Mm -hmm. so you'll find it on there as well if you're
0: interested and don't forget about social media Uh, so we've got a few new people who've joined us for social media we've got Thomas and we've got Robert what fantastic Uh, they're showing us up Yeah, they're doing really well Uh, Robert obviously based in the East has unveiled some great stuff Mm -hmm. uh, about uh, the M90 and and around about the 4th Road Bridge so check that out yeah yep it's on facebook twitter instagram go there get your daily fix but please if you if you don't follow us please do that
1: absolutely and as i say we'll be back next time with our podcast it's going to be looking into the e8 Se- and that's a section in the west of the country uh, yep. that's going to be through Greenock and Port Glasgow lots
0: so of people have asked do you know we've, we've never this. spoke about nope, that nope we never, never talk about it so this is going to be fresher Keep your ears up for that
1: so the E8 from the end of the M8 at West Ferry all the way through to Greenock and Guruk where it meets the A78 yes so I think that's going to be fascinating because there's some urban sections in of there of course and yet. we'll
0: talk a little bit about the mm-hmm. 78 as well because there's some yep. some info definitely
1: so that's coming up in the next episode so
0: in the meantime okay thank you very much thank you Goodbye. Bye. Oh,